Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the program this weekend. Scott Caldwell with you. And this weekend, we're going to be looking at something that is a hot topic, although it's not necessarily talked about a lot out in public, but it is definitely a hot topic in agriculture, and that is foreign ownership of agricultural land here in the United States. And I have as a guest today, Peggy Hall, who's the Director of Ag and Resource Law Program at The Ohio State University. Peggy, how are you doing today? I'm very good. Thank you. Awesome. So thankful you could take time out of your program. Just real quick, if you would, tell me a little bit about your background and kind of how you got to where you are today. Okay. Well, I'm an attorney and I, uh, I attended law school quite a few years ago out at the University of Wyoming, uh, which has an excellent program. And there I was able to focus on my interest areas, which were agricultural and natural resource law. And so with those interests, I eventually worked my way here back to Ohio. I'm from Ohio and am now in a faculty position at Ohio State, where I direct this program that provides legal research and outreach on agricultural and resource issues that affect Ohio. Now, you mentioned something in there with your degree, focusing on agricultural law. I just want to jump into that for just a moment in there. Uh, that is a program that does exist in the United States, and maybe not a lot of people realize that. Is there a lot of colleges that have that or programs, or is it just a few? No, unfortunately, not as many as we would like to see. And many of those, um, many of us in that community who call ourselves agricultural attorneys, end up having a combination of an agricultural background and a law degree. And we we kind of interweave those two. But there are some law schools that do provide a focus on agricultural law or natural resource law or both. Um, not as many as we like to see, probably, you know, five or six where okay. many attorneys end up at those programs. But even those that don't focus widely on that topic area can pick up a class or two in ag or resource law topics. And that's really helpful if you want to work in agriculture. Now, let's touch that for just a second there. We'll take that little trail for just a second. Is there a big job market? Are there a lot of openings and demand for this? Or what's that look like for young people who are going, oh, wow, I could do this? What Do they have an opportunity? You'd be surprised, Scott, to see how many of us there are around the country. And that's because agriculture is so big and agricultural law covers all those different parts of law that apply to agricultural businesses. And so you're not just practicing in one area. You could be in contracts, you could be in land use, you could be in transition planning, estate planning, tax, employment. There are just so many ways to go. And, and if you want to specialize in a particular area, you can do that area. It's just that you're working with agricultural businesses. And that's not just farms and farmers, although that's a large part of it. You could be working with food businesses, with agricultural companies, with agribusinesses, all of those fit under that big umbrella yeah. that we refer to as agricultural law. And in the years that I've been in this uh, career, which is 20 some years now, I've just seen it grow and grow. And we have tremendous interest from young people. We have a lot of, of new young attorneys who are part 
of our American Agricultural Law Association. A lot of interest in this area. That's awesome. I know that that's an important thing. And I got to admit, I knew a little bit about it because at one point I thought about going to law school and agricultural law. So I looked into it, um, stuck ah. with education in there. Uh, just it didn't fit in with what was going on with my life at the time. And you know, I sort of regret it, but I love what I'm doing, too. And I always love hearing about people who are doing those things that I was interested in. So I'm glad you're in there and doing that. Uh, I'm glad to know there's lots of opportunities. Me, for too. Well. Me too. And so. I am a, a I am a, an FFA member, by the way. I was awesome. actually one of the first four girls in our vocational agriculture class yeah. at Northland High School in in uh, Richwood, Ohio. Mm -hmm. We were the first four girls to join wow. the FFA and, and go through the VOAG program. That's cool. And I, I love hearing those old terms. I actually, my FFA jackets that I still own, some of them say vocational agriculture. Some of them say agricultural education. I got to be part of that transition in there. <laughs> So it's it's neat to hear the the classic terms, shall we say, right? Yes. <laughs> with. Yes. We'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. When we get back, we're going to talk about what's going on with Ohio and the legislative activities and things that are going on with agriculture law. But we'll be right back. Are you receiving the correct cash rent? Is there improvements that could be made to increase your return from your farmland investment? Take advantage of the current strong ag economy and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investments. At Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management, we bring over 90 years of experience and knowledge to the table. We listen and can understand your farming goals. We offer advice, recommendations, solutions, and create a plan on how we can help you meet your needs and goals. Take advantage of the current strong ag economy. Contact Chris or Lauren Peacock or Craig Springmeyer and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investment. Experience, knowledge, and professionalism. Contact Halderman today at Halderman.com. And we are back again, Scott Caldwell talking with Peggy Hall, the Director of Ag and Resource Law Program at The Ohio State University. And Peggy, Ohio just passed something very interesting in relation to farmland ownership. Can you explain that a little bit for me? Yes, we did. We we actually passed it a number of months ago, but it became effective recently. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it was not any kind of an emergency provision, so it took a little time for it to become effective. But we do now have what is referred to as the Save Our Farmland and Protect Our National Security Act okay. in Ohio. And that does address this big issue that we're seeing um, increasing interest around the country on, and that is, can foreign residents, foreign companies, uh, those types of foreign entities own land in Ohio, or do we want to restrict that foreign ownership of land? Okay, so let's jump to previous to the passage of all this. What was the impetus? What was the push to bring this into the legislative world. Yes, well, you know, that that push has been growing over mm -hmm. the years, not just in Ohio, but around the country. There have been a few incidents that have raised concerns about whether foreign ownership is giving opportunities to other countries to affect 
our agricultural security here in the United States. And that I'd say that is generally the impetus behind these laws, that concern that perhaps we are putting our agricultural system, our production, our uh, land base at risk right. if we allow too many foreign entities to own land. And not just um, foreign entities, but foreign entities that might eventually pose some kind of danger to not just our agricultural production, but to the U.S. generally. So what specifically is this putting into place as safeguards? Is it limiting certain countries? Is it limiting acreage? What what does this look like now? It does take the country approach, and it says that any um, any entity, which can be a person or a business or even a government or an agency, a nonprofit, any entity that is on certain lists that okay. are published by uh, by Ohio and placed on on those lists that they cannot own land after the effective date of this law. So as of now, if they did it before, there's nothing done about that. But now they cannot own land in Ohio. If they do, then um, they have to divest themselves of the title to that land. Gotcha. Okay within a certain period of time. You know, it may be that they don't intentionally go out and purchase the land, but they inherit it or they gain it through a tax sale or something like that. If that ownership does occur, they have two years to divest themselves of the title to that land. Okay. And how often are those lists reviewed? Uh, the secretary will review those lists annually. They're placed on their website of the Secretary of State, it's called the Registry, um, okay. and it's published online under Public Integrity, Save Our Farmland. And you'll find there that there are really four, five, yeah, five different um, lists that you have to refer to to get the complete right. list of foreign entities that cannot now hold title to land. Okay. So you said that this was this has been a national issue issue that's come through here. As far as foreign ownership in Ohio, was this done as a proactive or a reactive type of situation as far as current what was previous to now already owned? Was it how did that look? Right. I think for Ohio it's proactive because we haven't seen any of the issues that have popped up in some other countries mm -hmm. that have or not countries, other states right. that have, you know, really made them focus on those concerns about, do we have a security mm -hmm. issue here? So I think Ohio got out a little ahead of it. And we're in the forefront, really, as to states that do now have a law. It's something that many states have talked about for a number of years, but just don't know what to do with. So I think mm -hmm. we're being proactive and just taking the step getting something in place and having those lists published and, and trying to restrict that ownership to those kinds of entities that create those threats. Okay. Awesome. So it's neat to hear what Ohio is doing with that and, and the law and all that going into place and being proactive in agriculture. I think that's one of the key things in our industry. So sometimes we get in trouble that we get reactive instead of being proactive. So it's nice to hear the, the aggressiveness in there in a, in a polite and kind way, right. Uh, for that. 
All right. So yeah. Peggy, before I let you go, I've got to ask you the same question. I ask all my guests at the end of the program, what's something you wish you had known when you were younger? How much younger, Scott? <laughs> this is oh, radio yeah. and I'm not going to answer that. It's, even if it's on live TV, I'm not answering that question. I'm younger. married and I have daughters. Not a chance I'm answering that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I do find myself over my career, especially over the period of my career, I do find myself wishing I had learned more from history, mm -hmm. um, learned more yeah. about history, paid more attention right. in history. Um, and because I, I see now at my age, as I've been in this area, this career area for 20 some years, the, the saying what goes around comes around is often right. true. And the hope is that we can learn more from the past, but it's a little challenging to learn from the past if you're not aware of the past and you're not aware of what happened and not aware of both the mistakes and the opportunities that that past history provides. So I think that's where I'd put my answer. Uh, I wish I had known better, yep. known that I should pay more attention in those history classes and uh, be prepared to learn more from history. It's a great lesson. It, you know, they say, like you said, you know, we learn from history, but if we haven't learned it already, we've got to learn it before we can relearn it. And that just takes extra time out of productivity for that. So exactly. All right. Well, Peggy, thank you so much for telling your story uh, and Ohio story of what's going on. And folks, again, this has been Scott Caldwell with Peggy Hall, the director of the Ag and Resource Law Program at The Ohio State University. And she's been telling their story. But make sure this week you take time to tell your story and agriculture story because they deserve to be heard. Have a great week.